So how did you have a heart attack? You're a young woman. What were you doing? Are they gonna do a zipper job? Oh, they love to do zipper jobs. The really bad thing about the heart is the sex thing. See, you gotta be careful about sex now. You get that heart pumping and suddenly, boom! Next thing you know, you got a hose coming out of your chest attached to a piece of luggage. I didn't have a heart attack. No? That's good. I had to have my tonsils taken out. Oh man, no. We gotta get you out of here. Get out right now, they'll kill you in here. It's routine surgery. Oh yeah? My friend, Bob Sacamano, came in here for a hernia operation. Oh yeah, routine surgery. Now he's sitting around in a chair by the window going, my name is Bob. Whatever you do, don't let him cut you. Don't let him cut you. Well, what should I do? I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you what to do. You go to Tor Ekman. Tor, Tor. He'll fix you right up. He's an herbalist, a healer. He's not just going to fix the tonsils and the adenoids. He's going to change the whole way you function, body and mind. Ekman? I thought he was doing time. No, no, he's out. He got out. See, the medical establishment, see, they tried to frame him. It's all politics, but he's a rebel. He's holistic. Holistic? That sounds right. Let me ask you something. How much do you think it would cost to have tonsils and adenoids removed in the hospital? Well, an overnight stay in a hospital? Minor surgery? I don't know, four grand? Uh-huh. And how much does the healer charge? First visit, 38 bucks. Oh, yeah. Holistic. That's what I need. That's the answer. October 4th, 2015. Hello, pendulums. I think that tonsil one was a good choice because I sound sick. Do you? I just, so like allergies congested, yeah. like just, ah. Yeah. I felt it is what I'm saying, like method oh. acting. Yes. I was like, that's uh, what it was. I feel like I need holistic healing. You planned in advance. So <laughs> this is interesting. No. When the last twip came out, we mentioned all of the finalists that, uh, finalist ca categories we were finalists in for the Parsec Awards. Yes. The day that episode came out, the actual winners were announced. Oh, so we're really good at being late? <laughs> Apparently. So, in case you haven't heard, I don't know how you wouldn't have heard now because we told everybody, but we won two Parsec Awards this year. Yay! Very exciting. We won the Best Speculative Fiction Magazine or Anthology Show uh, Parsec Award for Seminar. Hooray! Isn't that great? It's very great. So the congratulations to Vincent and you and Colin and uh, Dave and Landon and Vincent again, who were all part of the uh, submission sample that we yes. sent in. That's all very exciting. Woo! And uh, Vincent, Mr. Vincent Morrison, won a Parsec for Best Speculative Fiction Story Small Cast Short Form for O'Malley's Media Storm, which appeared in Seminar. Yes, it did. Congratulations, Woo! I know. It's so exciting. So that's awesome. Seminar. That's, Seminar's got three Parsecs now. How about that? Pretty good. Pretty good. To be good. part of an award-winning show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Don't you want to be part of an award-winning show? I bet you do, so send your scripts in! Send your scripts in! Go to PendantAudio.com slash shows slash seminar. Yes, and I will be your editor, so I will read them and ask you uncomfortable questions. As we've talked about on here many times. Yes. The Not the uncomfortable questions, although I suppose those pop up from now, now and again. And I'll talk. allude it's because of the script. Yes, but if you just <laughs> check the website, there are submission guidelines on there if you've never submitted before, or if you've submitted and you've been rejected or submitted and had stuff on the show everybody welcome to submit more so get those in and be part of a parsec award winning anthology show Woo! isn't that exciting and i'm editing away right now actually not right now well not right this second yeah but... watch what you say what watch watch sorry yeah you will be let's move on okay moving on uh i only have one other piece of news is that all? Which is that the Archer and Armstrong audio drama is progressing very nicely. We just had the uh, episode three table read with the cast, which went great. And uh, episode one is just about done. Episode two is in post-production. And uh, our preview trailer was completed. Yes. And it was sent off to Valiant and they loved it. But we don't know yet exactly when or where it's going to be released. That we're still working out. Yeah, so we're waiting. We're not going to play it for you right now, even though that would right. be super cool, but we're not going to do it. Sorry. Yeah, you know, because it's not just us. It's Valiant, and so we got to cooperate and work with them. Yeah. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> Want to cooperate? Yeah. Don't you? 
Excellent, dude. We're partners working with them. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So anyway, hopefully we'll be able to release that soon and you can get your first uh, audio taste of the main cast and what it's going to sound like. It's really cool. Audio taste. It's an audio taste. <laughs> what is audio taste like? Um, grape. Grape? Grape mm. flavored. Grape flavored audio. Good to know. Right here. At Pen. Mmm, that's good audio. From Dallas, Texas, we have Dave Morgan on the line. Greetings, programs. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Good, how are you doing? Oh, <laughs> living the dream. Oh, the you dream. know it. So, how is life in Dallas? Um, it's good. I'm I actually I've moved to Fort Worth since last time we talked, but you oh. know, yes, from Fort Worth, Texas. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. It's all one big megalopolis with Denton and Arlington and Frisco and everything. So you know, and as I recall, a lot of barbecue. Yes, a lot of barbecue and Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Good place to be. Yes. <laughs> barbecue there is epic yes so um we have questions mm. hopefully you have answers or you know this is very short yes and, and one-sided yes <laughs> so um we have the kingery back Woo-hoo! uh yes we are back summer vacation has ended and now the hilarity can ensue mm. so now we're, this is the beginning of season eight yes the first episode just came out yep. and Later on, you'll hear the trailer for the second episode, which that's going to be fun. <laughs> There's a nice surprise in there for longtime listeners. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So how long have you been directing um, this is King Arena? This, this is my second season. I started at the beginning of season seven. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, I made it through one season, and now we're in number two, and... Uh-huh. Hopefully, you know, longer. I'd like to at least make it through uh, episode 100, which will be in the next season. Mm-hmm. So, Have you guys already started talking about what that is going to... Oh, oh, God, no. No, we, we've still got so much hell to put our characters through before we get, even think about episode 100. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> 50 was pretty landmark. <laughs> 50 was. Uh, that still gets referenced from time to time. Mm-hmm. You don't forget that kind of smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it, keeping this a little cleaner... Yes. <laughs> so, what have you uh, what have you enjoyed about directing the Kingery? Um, we've got just the most amazing actors uh, working on, on on the show, on all our shows. But I mean, I've really gotten to see some amazing work from people like Pete Mylan, Renee Christine Jones, Brian Reed, Catherine Pride, all of our actors. But I mean, those are the ones that have gone above and beyond. Um, you heard. Uh, last episode, uh, Renee just killed it, oh. um, and Pete had some epic monologuing last season. I got to do a space battle, which was fun. I, I did the finale of last season was just very space opera, Star mm-hmm. Wars, Star Trek, and that was just fun. Lost a lot of hair doing it, but you know that that's what happens when, when you do this sort of thing. I had the, I at least have the cheeseburgers in the directing minds to keep me company. Well, there, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, I mean the cast has been just off the hook i mean yes um and perry whittle that's hooked yes perry's hooks yeah um, uh, he, he's had some really really um chew worthy scenes and so oh, has yeah. cat and so has and renee renee's and in the open. cast uh yeah chris and james and edward and alicia and mark and mike and uh, everybody anna I'm sure I've forgotten somebody. Jack M. Mm-hmm. God, I, I, I love think, Ma- I, I think... love Magelock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I ship them hard. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think anybody was looked over for a you know moment. Last no, pre- pretty much everybody got got their chance to shine because we we did some some serious stuff last season. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. we had our fun stuff, but we we hit hard stuff. Mindy, another one, I. I almost forgot about her, and she was you know the big bad last season. So, mm. 
yeah, we got to definitely throw her in. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, and I mean, French. <laughs> uh, yes, and, and while doing French as well, uh, that was yeah, <laughs> good for her because I couldn't keep up with the accent that long. There's some accents I can I can keep up a while. French, not one of them. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> for sounding like a stereotype. Mm-hmm. Well, most of them do anyway, but you know that one in particular would have sounded bad. <laughs> so, is there something in particular? that has really been like, oh, you know, I did this one thing or, or, or things that you're really proud of over, especially the last season? Um, the season finale, I'm just really proud of. That's one, that one took a while to get out. I'm not going to lie, but that's one. As soon as I got the script, I started going over my head's, head what I wanted to do, how I wanted it to sound. And yeah, it took a while for me to get to because I was going through some other stuff. But uh, that's I'm really, really proud of how that episode turned out. I'm really glad that everything turned out as well as it did. Um, and one thing that's good this season is uh, I've got an assistant director, uh, Bruce Busby. Mm-hmm. And um, you'll, you'll start hearing him on episode three. Okay. And um, he's done stuff for Pendant in the past, and he's mm-hmm. so wonderful to come back and help. And I'm already learning a lot from him. So, I mean, even at this late stage, I've been doing this for a year and a half now plus what I, what I did for Tabula Rasa, and I'm still learning stuff, and that's just really cool. I mean, I, I learned today, oh, I can I can do things all at once instead of one at a time? Wowzers, jinkies. <laughs> awesome. So, so, yeah, he's doing, I'm really enjoying having that extra set of ears to bounce things off of. Very cool. Yeah. So, um... Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Don't mind me. This this happens from time to time. It, it does. I just had need to reboot the brain. That's all right. Something. Um, so, it's been one thing that's been fun also is, is playing Jawbone. Um, yes. Uh, that that was kind of an awkward situation. How how that happened? What with uh, Chip passing away mm-hmm. right before we started season seven. My first my first script we're sending out. I get the thing you know the cast list is out. I have to tell Jeffrey. Uh, you heard about Chip, right? He hadn't heard yet. I happened to see it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so, so for yep. for for people who have not heard from either from the beginning or are mm-hmm. fairly new dependent, do you want to talk a little bit about Chip? Chip was was the original voice of Jawbone. He created the voice, created the cap, created the character. He did some other voices as well, but that I would say is probably the the uh, the biggest. I'm you know if I'm wrong, somebody please correct me. But um, season one, yeah, season one, yeah, season one. Um, he was the, the big bad for season one. And ended up doing horrible things and getting people killed, and um, mm. and he came back one time in a one or two times in dream sequences. But obviously, he and Fix and Richards were going to be major, major parts of season seven. And all of a sudden, this comes down, and me and Jeffrey are like, um, okay, so how do we want to do this? Because this is a pretty spoilery thing to put out in an open casting call, right? So um, what we ended up doing was he first said to me, do you think you could do it? I said, well, I can, I can bounce it off you and see. It was never a case of I'm going give to it, give it the part to myself because, haha, I'm director man. I'm invincible. I can do these things. No, it, was, it bounced off of Jeffrey, and he, he approved it. And um, I like to think that while I'm building off of his character, I have managed to kind of work it and put my own spin on it. Um, the, the accent, I think I've has changed a little bit over the season just as it's gotten more comfortable in my voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's been fun. I hope I'm, I'm doing him justice. So, yeah. That's how that happened. Okay. So, how far ahead are you as far as mixing and how far ahead do you typically get to see um, what's coming? Okay. Because Kingery is different from other shows in that we don't have one writer. Right. We have a team. Yes. No team. Um, I am currently working on episode four, which okay. will be December's release. Um, the script for five is out, and I believe everything going according to plan, episode six will be the script that's released this week. Okay. So that's the, uh, the leeway we have on that. And when do you get to see the actual script? I don't see the script until it gets released to the cast. Okay. So I, I don't have any input as far as, you know, what goes in it other than, you know, what I've done in previous episodes gets worked in. Mm-hmm. Like, 
with K-Lock, for example, K-Lock has been through a lot of changes over the season. Um, over the seasons, he mm-hmm. had different voice modulations, and eventually we kind of everything just settled everything down. Okay, this is what he is. He's a big green booger, and with a hat. <laughs> he sleeps in a bucket. Right. And that's what we went with from there. And Jack has killed it as a big green booger. So Mazel yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jack has done done a phenomenal yes. job. As director, you get a lot of um, this sound effect should go here, the sound effect should go there, that kind of thing. Right. So our actors get to, you know, they read the lines as they're mm-hmm. they're done, and then of course, any ad libs on top of that. Man, the ad libs in some cases. Yes. Um, <laughs> I need to do it. I need to do a blooper reel so bad, and I just haven't been able to pull it together. If for no other reason than conversations between M and Bobby Havner and Major. <laughs> those have been pretty epic and yeah. those need to be out there for posterity yes they do um, <laughs> and we got to interview Miss Bobby Hafner mm. a few interviews ago ah yes so uh, if you haven't heard that kind of interaction check that out that was a lot of fun <laughs> uh, she, 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 she can be listened to in small doses that's why that show is very short yes <laughs> <laughs> um, so as director in dealing with music and sound effects and stuff mm-hmm. how much wiggle room and leeway do you get a la the ad-libbing that the actors get to do i mean if if i you know if the script is if i'm looking at the script and i'm getting ad-libs from the uh, actors and i and i think that a line is funnier or it or it might work better this way if it's not necessarily funnier or has better profanity which mm. i always like <laughs> Um, I will choose the most profane take possible if I can. Um, but as long as it works with the general setting of the scene and flows properly mm-hmm. with the lines that are before it and after it and the whole way the scene is going, then, mm-hmm. you know, I can, you know, I'm the director. I can pick and choose. As long as I'm not totally rewriting scenes, you know, to tw- fit my twisted goals, we're fine. Everything's fine. What about with the actual, like, music and sound effects? What what kind of leeway do you have as far as your creative input into the sound effects and music Uh, music is all me Uh, i pretty much you know figure out okay this is how i want this sound like for a lot of it there's a kind of a sound that the kingery already has music wise Mm -hmm. that we go we get most 99.99 percent of our music from kevin mcleod at a competent.com um and that's got a very searchable database i can just go through i've also got now i've downloaded enough from that site that i can just okay i know what i've got here but i mean like for the finale, I did a lot more epic soundtracky, you know, sci-fi super adventure type music, mm-hmm. and so that was fun. Or like, like I had a scene in a in the shooting gallery last season. That's mm-hmm. a horrible term for it, but, but that's the best I can think of right now. Um, and I made it a little more video gamey. So I mean, that's pretty much all up to me. Um, and if you know, if, if Jeffrey says I send it to Jeffrey and he listens to it, he's like, well, maybe let's try something else. Then yeah, I'll listen to that. I, that's happened one time, I think. Mm, okay. So, and as far as the sound effects go, the sound effects, it depends on the director. Some directors are very, you know, okay, I need this here, I need this here, and I'll go with that. That's great. But at the same time, I also have to look through the cues, look through the script and say, okay, this isn't written in there, but obviously I need I need footsteps. Mm-hmm. I, need, I need a door, even though it's not written in the script. Or, like, in some cases, I, I need atmosphere. Okay, like, after a big fight, I need some cleaning up sound effects, things like that. So mm-hmm. it, it's a little bit of working with the writer and then just what comes out of my, my furry little head. Okay. Or like the room next door and shenanigans. Yes, exactly. Yes. But that's that's a nice little soundtrack that's, I don't want to know where they got it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just assume it was out there somewhere and it just happened to fall in somebody's lap. Oh, this would be a really good idea to use and keep for shenanigans. I don't want to be the person that actually had to put the microphone in there. Yes. Because I will let you in on a little secret. Sex kind of oogies me a little. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, of course, perfect for this show. Right. <laughs> okay. So there, There's no sex at all in that. No. Nah, no. Nah. So, all right. There was a casting call that went out mm. that somebody might look at and go, that's something that I might be able to do. But they mm-hmm. might be a little... I don't know, uncomfortable, wigged out, concerned, with the, maybe. Because 
of not the content of the the audition because I think all the auditions have been pretty you know yeah tame. I keep I keep those pretty PG me and Jeffrey do right but it it of course has the disclaimer of mm-hmm. well you know it is the <laughs> the kingery yes so we, we put the the disclaimer at the beginning of the show for a reason mm-hmm. so let's say somebody is interested in a role that's put out there mm-hmm. but they're they're not sure that they're comfortable for you know, whatever reason. Mm-hmm, right. Um, what What is our well, it's, stance on something like it, this? It, it's funny. It's It's funny you mention that because mm-hmm. um, that did come up in a recent audition. Uh, we had a guy. He's like, "This character sounds really good, and I'm not sure it would be a, a problem for this character particularly, but I do have a problem with this. I'm not gonna say exactly what it was. And I we had to tell him, well, I can't. We can't guarantee that will not be a part of the character at some point. Highly unlikely in this case, but it is, I can't ever rule it out. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we'd love, we love hearing all the new voices and, you know, by all means, I keep track of everybody that's auditioned. Um, so at some point, even if you didn't get cast this time, I'll, I might be able to find a use for you at some point. But if you have a problem with the, the, the content of the show and that you're not willing to, you know, put aside for whatever, you know, for your performance, you know, we got a lot of other great shows that would love to have you, and this just maybe isn't the one for you. Like, you know, if you have a problem with language, you probably don't want to do the kingery. Right. <laughs> if, you, if you're not, because there are some people that, you know, in their normal life would never say F and S and P and C and all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, for, for purposes of a performance, they're okay with it. Same thing with sex. They may be very uncomfortable with talking about it or seeing it or whatever in real life. But for the sake of the show, they're willing to put that aside. And if you're willing to do that, great. Come on, Joyce. But if that's something you just can't put back, we totally respect that. We appreciate your honesty. But this is just not the show for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. No, no. And, and you know, we always try to put out the best shows that we can. Mm-hmm. And this show is, you know, a mob-based yes. show. It is, yes. you know, as authentic as you know something yes. like the sopranos i mean yes they, there's not hold back on there's HBO. language there's murder there's sex there's mm-hmm. drugs there's very adult situations so mm-hmm. you know it's it's just the way it is and let's not forget larceny yes larceny <laughs> so um before we move off the kingery is there anything about hmm. the kingery that you want to talk about um, I'm going to leave this really open-ended. This is very open-ended. I love it. This gives you a little break. Um, just, I, I'm just, I'm just very proud to be a part of it, and I, I hope I'm doing it justice to the directors that have gone in the past, like Jared and Perry and Seth and some of the others who I don't even remember because it's been a while. But um, it, it's fun, and at the core of it, it's still it's. It's a family show that's not a family show. <laughs> Again, like The Sopranos. It's a family but, show. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a it's a theme that will come up time and again. We're family, yeah. and that's the most important part of this show. Important part of the show is it's this family of people who may not be actually physically related, but you know they've been brought together and they become this huge family. And mm-hmm. this is going to sound cheesy as hell, but I'll go ahead and say it. It's it's a lot like Pendant. <laughs> we yeah. kind of all become. <laughs> This huge, dysfunctional, insane family, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it's been fun, and I, like I said, I hope to do it for a while still, until I get tired or they get tired of me. And and just to illustrate the point, I'm just going to say socks and Zeph. <laughs> yes. Uh, that, that's one of my favorite parts about, about the show is we've got these characters that were one, two off characters, like yeah, socks. And Zeph and Kalok, they they were just basically thrown in uh, one line, one episode once, and then we probably would have never seen them again. But the the performances were so great, and the characters were just so alive that we just couldn't get rid of them. And we're starting to see that now with Dennis and uh, Damon. Both of them were very small parts to start with, and they've grown into pretty huge parts. So, so you never know when you audition. We may not say it's a recurring role, but if if we really like the character, we will bring them back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so be prepared. All right. So leaving the kingery, um, let's let's talk a little Shakespeare. 
Ah, oh, yes, Shakespeare. Shakespeare. <laughs> Acting. Forsooth, thou art an actor. Verily, thought and amen. <laughs> are you having fun in Shakespeare? I, I am, and I, I didn't really know how much fun I would have. Because um, I did, you know, I read Shakespeare in high school. I mm-hmm. read and did it in college. And I'll be honest, 90% of it was extremely dry. Oh, and, yeah. and, and very tights-wearing. <laughs> and I'm a large man. I don't look good in tights. Yeah. And that's a good thing about Pendant Shakespeare is you don't have to see me in tights. Mm. And that makes everybody happier. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've really enjoyed some of the parts that I've gotten to do because they're parts that I wouldn't have necessarily gotten to do otherwise. Uh, just because I'll say, look, I mean, I wouldn't have gotten to play Cassio. I might have gotten Don Pedro, maybe, but that would have taken a ton of old age makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, Cassio, uh, a couple of roles I had for Julius Caesar, uh, Marce- uh, uh, the guy from House of Cards, <laughs> and um, Masala. Um, I'm playing a, a eunuch coming up in Anthony Cleopatra. Yeah, Anthony and Cleopatra. Um, definitely wouldn't have the look for that part. Um, I play. I'm playing an identical twin now in Comedy of Errors, and I'm doing that as a western. And I'm sounding like Pete Milan doing Jimmy Stewart. And so, I'm doing a lot of stuff I never would have expected to do with Shakespeare. <laughs> it's, it's a blast. So, so let, let's talk about Antiphilus. Yes. Um, this was a submitted question. Um, hmm. How did you pull off your Antiphilus voice in Comedy Various, and how closely did you try to stick to sounding Jimmy Stewart-esque? Well, when, I, when uh, the, first, the script for, for uh, Act 1 went out, I wasn't in that. I obviously had two, epi- two episodes before I, could, before I had to come in, mm-hmm. and I could you know, work on that. So what I did when the lines for episode act one were coming in, I said, Hey, could you toss those Pete's lines over to me mm-hmm. as well? So that I could start working on trying to match that. Right. And of course, you know, he was Landon was great and sent him on over. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess it sounds okay. I guess that sounds similar. <laughs> I tried, I didn't necessarily try to work as much on the Jimmy Stewart side. I mean, there's some, that's some of that in there. Um, but I tried also just copying Pete. There was a Western radio drama that, that Jimmy Stewart did. And damned if I can remember what it was right now. I can see if I can find it while I'm talking. But um, Pete had mentioned he was listening to it for for his uh, character research. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, well, okay. I might as well uh, you know, give it a listen. And you know, I'm not a huge Western fan by any means. Mm-hmm. But um, I think The Six Shooter. Mm. That that was the name of it, and um, but I listened to it, and I, I, that's part of what I had to use too to kind of get again the the, the pattern, the voice patterns, and it's what Pete did too, as far as I know. So it's just it's kind of been fun trying to do multiple voices at once. Um, I had to do that once for Kingery. I had to do Hooks and uh, Glass Joe at the same time because Hooks was in Glass Joe's body. But um, right. so yeah, that's that's given me a different challenge that. I wouldn't have normally had. So that's been kind of fun. Well, it's kind of fun because I'm done with that now. That's past for me. <laughs> You're just listening to it now. Um, but yeah, um, I, I, I like to think I, I did a pretty good job of matching the voice. Um, Landon actually uh, DM'd me on Twitter and said, hey, can you do a Jimmy Stewart voice? <laughs> I, I, and, you know, I thought I'd do like, you know, J- Jimmy Stewart, good, Merry Christmas, movie house. I thought that's what he was kind of asking for at the time, and I didn't realize what he was really asking me for. I was like, oh, okay, this is what you're doing. Alrighty then. <laughs> Western Jimmy Stewart. I don't have much other than American Tale, Five Goes West on that. <laughs> and that was 30 years ago. Yeah. And none of you remember it, but I do. Yeah, I do too. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. We'll just... There was, only, there was never a sequel to American Tale. We'll just leave it at that. There was just the one movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is the world I choose to live in. Yes. It's my <laughs> happening, and it freaks me out. <laughs> so we've got you coming up in Antony and Cleopatra. Yes. Um, I've got two roles. I am playing um, Marius, I think. I've recorded a couple of lines for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both fairly small parts. I mean, one's slightly bigger than the other. What's his name here? Let me scroll through this. Mardian. Mardian. Marius is a good guess for Roman stuff, but it was wrong in this case. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, uh, he's a also playing the clowns slash messenger, but the clown is how it's listed. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I I don't know how much I can say about that one, though. Because, um, I mean, you, you've already been introduced to the universe of Anthony and Cleopatra through Julius Caesar, and this is going to be a literal sequel. You're still going to have Anna as uh, Anthony. I don't think I'm enraging the spoiler ninjas by saying that. Right. But, um, uh, yeah. That, I, that I think has been out there. Yeah, I don't think that was any secret. So, um yeah, um, it'll be, I guess, about three months, and that'll come out. So right around Christmas. Merry blanking Christmas. Here's Anthony and Cleopatra. <laughs> Live from the Isle of Sappho. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. And then um, I also wanted to talk to you about your work in Quick Audio. Oh, yes. Simon. Yes. So the episodes are a minute long. Right. The episodes are a minute long. <laughs> yes, they are. That doesn't leave you much room for for farting around. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. And so what was your, you know, we've had, you know, our shows are about, what, 20 to 40 minutes, give or take Yeah. Yeah, Kingery generally runs about 25 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think Red episode. Sands was a little bit longer, but it was like a four-episode miniseries more than it right. was like a full, you know, show with right. seasons. Yeah, the only other thing we've got that's close to that is Henderson and Havner. So, um, right, and that, yep. even that's expanded this season. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So, what was your take on auditioning for a character for a show that's each episode is only a minute long? I will be honest. I didn't know if the format was going to work. I mean, Colin told me about this. Said, "Hey, here's what I I want to do. Here's what I think." I I read some of the earliest scripts for it. I thought it was really good, but I just, I, I wondered how, how, if it had legs. And, I mean, thankfully, um, it has succeeded beyond my wildest imaginations. I'm very excited. It's going great. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, it, it's, it is very different knowing you have one page, that's an episode. But at the mm-hmm. same time, when we get our scripts, we get a full month. So it's like getting, you know, the length of script for a seminar script or whatever. Right, and your your month of script is like eight episodes. Right, and still, you know, in that time, you know, because of the way it's set up, I may have one line in all mm-hmm. that, but that's okay. You know, it's 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 a fun little thing I can do. Mm-hmm. I'm basically playing myself as a teacher. I that's one thing that that's been a been a bizarre thing to me as I grow older is that, oh yeah, teachers and professors, they're normal people. <laughs> That's one of those disconnects that took me a while to get through, even as a grown adult who drives a car and pays bills, is that, yeah, these people, they, they're, they're, they're people, they're nerds, they, they drink, they have fun, you know, when they're not educating and grading papers, they're just same as everybody else. I know that sounds stupid as all get out for me to be 41 years old and figuring that out. I figured it out a little before that, but, you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it's just basically taking I'll say the cooler teachers I had when I was in school many moons ago and kind of throwing myself into that situation. The uh, the weirdest scene was when I had to be very teachery, actually. Uh, I think, God, it was month beginning, very beginning of one of the months, month four, I think. It was a very rare, very serious episode between Simon and Michael. Um, mm-hmm. that, that I'll say, I was, I'm actually very proud of how that turned out because I had to be stern but at the same time I, I, I'm having to say okay you know you're a good kid and you know why are you such a why are you such an F up you know right. <laughs> you've got a lot of potential and as I'm recording it I'm reliving every conversation I had with a teacher <laughs> and I'm seeing where I am now and <laughs> but yeah so you know it's it's weird for me I've never been on that side of things I've never been like a managerial leadership type so this is kind of a chance for me to kind of real world it a little mm-hmm. if that makes any sense at all oh yeah yeah so that's been fun though yeah and then i get to geek out in other episodes oh, there's good yeah. stuff coming <laughs> yes yes very fun stuff <laughs> you have any other projects that you'd like to talk about um well i would like to um put in a shout out for my wife who has uh joined us in a couple of episodes of Kiki. Oh. <laughs> I, I, i've i've pulled her in for a couple of small parts um she did one last season where she got to hit on Asa, which that was, <laughs> um, and uh, she's coming up in a yet to be released episode. So we'll just leave it there for now. 
But um, well, I yeah, have, um, I've had the lovely occasion of having dinner with you and yes, your wife, you have. and she's wonderful, and I'm she's... glad she's recording lines with us now. Yeah, and I, I've tried to get her to do other stuff, and she just hasn't quite pulled the trigger on that yet. Mm-hmm. The closest I got her to auditioning was for Anthony and Cleopatra, and she ended up not doing that. But she's got so much other stuff going on. She's working full-time. She's a Ph.D. student. Mm-hmm. And um, meanwhile, I'm just sitting here in front of a microphone making funny noises all day. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I understand that she doesn't quite have time to do that. But it, it's been kind of fun uh, getting to, you know, throw her in a little bit and and use her in there. Not use her in that way, even though it is a thing. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. I'm, I'm not that. We're not yes. having that kind of marriage. No, no. <laughs> And I've just taken this down a really odd road, haven't I? Yeah, we kind of got a little off the rails. <laughs> that, that'll happen. That'll happen. Yeah. Um, let me see. What else have I done recently? Um, I'm dead in Tabula Raza, as far as everyone knows. Um, I'm Janice's have one is done. But you survived. Yes. Cal is, Cal is still out there, Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, so if. If you ever, if that ever happens, um, you know where to find me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we love you, Cal, Pat. Will, Cal <laughs> will gladly step back in and cause more trouble, but no pressure. Though you, you, you do you. You, <laughs> you do what you need to do, and I, then when you have time, you did I'm a fantastic ready. job making me absolutely despise you. <laughs> that's good. I, I appreciate that. I, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, that that's something that it was fun. Um, when I did a play in college. Um, I, I was playing a, a fairly mean doctor, and my mom told me how much she hated me. And that's not some, something you normally want to hear from your mom, but in, <laughs> in, for that role, that was really nice to hear. So, because he was kind of a you know a, a short for Richard, and um, <laughs> it's a family I work story. in radio, so I'm used to using euphemisms for, mm-hmm. for swear words. Yes, because um, <laughs> you can't say those words on the radio. Mister Carlin told us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that, it's always fun to play evil, but I think I'm better at, at good and funny. Okay. Well, that answers <laughs> my next question. <laughs> evil is always going to be fun, I think, because you're allowing those baser instincts to come out and play for a while. That's why we love the characters like the Joker or, you know, Darth Vader, you know, the, the, the darker side of us coming out to play. But at the end, you know, you're still rooting for Batman and Luke Skywalker. Right. Or whoever it's going to be in this next movie. Or as Rick Moranis <laughs> said, because good is dumb. Yes. <laughs> um, we worked on a Spaceballs reference points. One of the most quotable movies ever. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so um, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know. Oh, we, we didn't do seminar stuff at all yet. Oh, you're right. We didn't. We have not talked seminar at all. <laughs> Hello. It's it's. It's not late at all when we're recording this. We're just a little forgetful sometimes. Yes. It's <laughs> not nearly what time? No. God. Okay. Let's not look at the time. <laughs> it's whatever time you're listening to this, to this right now, dear listener. Yes, look, it's 10 a.m. Oh, we've already had our first three cups of coffee without any problem. Everything is good. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, seminar. seminar. Yeah, I've been doing a lot in that. <laughs> um, of course, Student 97. Mm-hmm. That, that's been fun. Um being that's, part of the rappers. Yeah, that's kind of been turned on its head a bit. Yeah, um, we've had a lot of different directions that uh, that the uh, rappers have taken. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, you know, we're now going down this this new and different road. That I don't know if anybody would have ever predicted it all those moons ago when, when Seminar was first being conceived. Um, but, I mean, it's fun. I mean, for the first time since, like, season one, we're getting to really know students. We really haven't gotten to know the students in the educational uh, side that much. I mean, we had the thing with uh, Count von Blaustein, whatever his name was. Klaus von, <laughs> Klaus von Schrenderfield. Schrenderfield, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that and, um, name. <laughs> it's a great name. I'm going to change my name to that one day. Klaus von Schrenderfield, and no one will ever remember it. But yeah, uh, it's a, it's it's been interesting. It's been very different uh, interplay than we've had before. We started this show. The first episode was released in February of two thousand seven. Woo! So we're on season. Math is hard. Math is hard. It's um, been it's but, been eight years. Yeah, it's been eight years, but we're not on season eight. No, because we had we had some downtime and. 
and then we've, had, every we've got every other month. Bi-monthly, right? So uh, yeah, um, you'd have to ask probably Colin or Jeffrey. Um, tweet us when when, we, when this airs, and we'll t- and they'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> they'll tell you how many seasons this is. Last, I want to say six or seven. The probably last episode to air was sixty-four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, yeah, there's some some good stuff coming up too. Um, again, I can't say much because of ninjas. Right. But yeah, there's going to be some some good stuff in the very near future. I'd say next couple of episodes, you're gonna you're gonna see some serious stuff, as Doctor Brown would say. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's been fun. for Back to the Future. Yes. Great <laughs> Scott, Marty. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it has been definitely fun. Um, we've got work with a very small class. Um, I've, I've had some fun, fun interactions with, with Tom and, uh, the professor and the Dean who sounds like canine to me. Um, <laughs> and your character has a penchant for Chinese food, apparently. That was an outtake. <laughs> and, and I don't know why it got in the trailer. <laughs> I don't even think that actually made the episode, but it made it in the trailer. And um, that amuses me, but uh, that 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 comes from a very uh, deep and personal uh, space inside me, uh, the love of Chinese food. I, I do enjoy a nice buffet. They tell me to leave after a while, because it's all you can eat, not eat all you can. Stolen <laughs> joke. Stolen from many different people, though, so I don't feel too bad. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's been fun. And writing, that's that's been a new thing for me, too. Mm-hmm. If you told me when I first started doing stuff for this, I would write for seminar. Um, I would have smacked you in the head and said, "You're stupid, go away." And now here I am. I'm actually working, finishing up final editing on my fourth script now. Which ones so have you done? I did Bobby at the Bat was my first one. Uh-huh. I've got the page open so I can tell you which episodes those were in. Okay. Um, Bobby at the Bat that was episode fifty four. Okay. Uh, then there was Claims Adjustment, which was episode 58. Um, and then Devils in the Details, which was episode 62. So that's three. One, two, three. Usually that's my limit on, on jokes and stuff. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm branching out. I've moved on to number four. This is a strange new world for me. Devil in the, the Devils in the Details, that was the one with Cat? Uh, yes. With Cat as, <laughs> as the a, demon? Yes. Yes. Yes, that was... That was a lot that, of fun. <laughs> that, that was a lot of fun. That one, that one's another one that that came not the whole summoning demons part because we didn't do that. We hadn't figured that out yet. But as far as the 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 gaming group, mm-hmm. uh, that was very high. That was very much high school for me. Um, pretty much all those characters were based on people I gamed with in high school. I, and yes, I had a douche like Matt in my group, and you put up with him because. You know, he may have had the nicer house, or he, he was good at the game. He was just very limited in his social skills. Yes. Matt, Matt was the character I played who summoned the demon and got more than he bargained for. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, that, that was a fun one. That was that was weird in that that one got accepted right away <laughs> by Susan. Um, no, I did, She didn't ask for anything. She said, oh, I love it. Great. Let's put it in the schedule. I was like, oh, okay. Um, sure. Wait, are we skipping a step here? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, sure, if you don't want me to do any more work on it, fine. I will gladly do that. No problem. Because especially my first script, that one went through multiple um, re- revisions. Mm-hmm. Um, the, sec- the claims, ad- the Bobby at the Bat, claims adjustment. That one went through a few revisions. Not as bad, but I cut out some stuff and rearranged some other stuff. And um, with this one I'm working on now, it's it's going through some changes as well. So that was just such a bizarre thing. It's like, oh, that, that actually happens from time to time. Cool. Um, but, um, yeah, that one was... I, that was very the most personal one for me, definitely. Um, even though it's a very fantastical thing. And that also kind of grew out of when I was growing up. My parents are very conservative. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that. Okay. And we did not... That sort of thing did not get done in our house. Dun- Dungeons and Dragons, role-playing games. Those Those were... Those were bad. Those were naughty. And so, of course, I I was drawn to that. At least I was drawn to that in high school and not alcohol and drugs and sex or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> as far as pastimes go in high school, that's one of the better ones. <laughs> but, you know, it was still one of those things I kind of had to keep because, you know, they thought they, they you saw all the movies like that horrible Tom Hanks one, Mazes and Monsters, where he 
got so involved in this game that he tried to kill himself or his friends or stuff. And you had the chick tracks, which had little cartoons that told you how if you played those games, you were going to hell. And so I was like, okay, fine. Let's take it, take it and see what happens when they actually do what everybody's afraid they're going to do. And it turns out very little. <laughs> <laughs> the demon gives them some real talk. Really? You think you're going to control a demon? Really? No. <laughs> well, they summon the demon of snark. So Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, that, that was in the fine print, Demon of Snark. But, yeah, and the devil was in the details in that one because, yeah, it says you'll summon, summon a demon, but it doesn't say a damn thing about controlling, controlling it. it. <laughs> of course, that's kind of a trope through all of stuff. But, you know, I like to think I took it in a different direction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, the one, I, I'm really proud of Claims Adjustment, too. That was fun. I still don't know how it won a pendy, but I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. Because I don't, I don't consider myself a writer. I, 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 I just put stuff, something comes into my head, I fart it out in the keyboard, onto a page, and somehow people think it's good. I'm like, okay, sure, great. But, um, <laughs> yeah, um, the, that one just, that one came to me in about maybe an hour, the, the first draft, because uh, I'd been dealing with insurance all day. Yeah. And, and I'd seen Man of Steel recently, so. Condolences. <laughs> on which the, one, Man of Steel or no, 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 no. Man of Steel was fine. Thank yes. you. Dealing with insurance, and um, but yeah, that one just—that's another one just flowed onto the script. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. And then Jack and uh, Jason and M and Hannah, they took that script and they just punched it up to eleven and did mm. a phenomenal job with it. And they all should have gotten pennies as much as I did because they did as much of the writing on that, the ad libs and stuff on that as I did. So, props to them. Um, but yeah, that, that one, those were both, those are definitely the two favorites. Bobby the Bat, I like my first script and I'm, I'm, I'm still not hundred percent sure it worked. It'll always have that place in my mind as the first thing I ever, I ever wrote for Pendant and I'll always be a little proud of it because of that. So as you should be. Yes. And this next one, I would say if it goes through final editing this week, it'll probably be 68 episode 68, maybe. I don't know. Scripts haven't even gone out, auditions, so who knows? It may go maybe 70 or further than that. I don't know how far ahead they, they are. I guess it might have somewhat to do with the theme. Yes, theme is very important, too. I, I'm amazed at how Colin uh, managed to get some of these scripts to work together I into know. a theme. Uh, that's, that's some work that, you know, you know, I don't know if it's just kismet, karma, getting the right scripts into his hands at the right time for, for the rappers, mm-hmm. or if it's just, okay, this has been on hold for a while. Let's plug it in here. It kind of fits. And we even kind of lampshaded that a bit in one of the episodes where mm-hmm. we kind of were like, okay, these kind of have a theme, sort of. And they were having real trouble getting that theme together, but, you know, because they're super smart. They, they figured it out eventually. It's all about spin. That's right. <laughs> it's all about spin. All up, all up. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. What's going on? Anyway, so yeah. Awesome. That's seminar. Listen. <laughs> Listen, write, audition. Yes, all the things. Do the things. Many, many things. That covers everything. Done? Yes, because... Yeah. Well, you're busy. I'm busy. I've, 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 I have done all the things. I did, I did, I did, uh... Phantom Canyon, I did that small part, <laughs> with with just the worst cowboy accent I could. Mm. Um, waiting for, for Vegas to come back. Um, I know Renee's been working on that some, so we won't pressure her about that anymore. Uh, hopefully, I, hopefully I can do something for that. Um, I'd like to at some point do something for Henderson and Havner. haven't done anything for that yet, but I understand that's a very small cast. Yes. So, so uh, yeah, I, I'm always looking for more more to pile onto my plate. I don't have enough to do. Obviously, I need more. <laughs> <laughs> Careful with Jewish Oh, Oh, I know. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> I've learned that. <laughs> oh, you want a little more? Here. Here's a nice life badger for you to deal with. Have fun. <laughs> Dave, thanks so much. <laughs> no this has been hilarious. I love it. <laughs> uh, we, we, we need... Two things that need to be done. More, more, more TWIP auditions, uh, interviews need to be done with drinking or sleep deprivation. 
Those seem to come up with the best ones. <laughs> well, the sleep deprivation thing definitely played yes. a part this time. <laughs> yes, definitely on both of our parts. Uh, we, we both... I have to get up at 3, 3.30 in the morning, so yeah, I'm going to be going to bed pretty soon after this. Yeah. Spoiler alert, we're recording this late at night. Because uh, <laughs> it's the only time we can get it in. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. Like, I appreciate you taking the time and, and working around my completely insane schedule it happens i mean mine's not any better obviously (laughs) and um how can people find you on social Um, media especially twitter because i love your handle on twitter (laughs) yes uh, i am at flaming toilet all one word on twitter um just a random name that i adopted many years ago with live journal and possibly even before that might have had it on diary land i don't remember that tells you how old I am in internet years. Diary Land. Ask your parents about that one, kids, because <laughs> that's been gone a while. But, um, yeah, it, it's just I've stuck with it ever since, especially for stuff I don't necessarily need work to know about. Because um, I, I, I bitch about work on there a lot. Oh, I said bitch. Sorry. I said it again. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that one's okay, I think. I think but, that, um, one, that one will slide through all right. That one will slide all right. But, uh, yeah, so I that's the main one that you should – contact me on um i'm on facebook some i don't use it very much but i am on facebook dave morgan i think it's dave.morgan i've got a tumblr that i never use uh but you have one i have one (laughs) i I am i am in tumblr and i don't know if that's a word but it's a word now and of course you can email me through the website or dave morgan tx all one word at yahoo.com although i may be going to gmail soon because yahoo's really ticking me off lately um but yeah so uh that's uh that's me on, on the internet webs. Yes. And you. Folks can find me on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B dot 5036. I think I said that I would change that when we did your last interview. Yes, Yeah, I did. still haven't. You yeah. still haven't. Nope. And at this point, why bother? Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> where I'm at. You've used it in enough Twip interviews, you might as well just keep it. Yeah. <laughs> And can find me on Twitter at JG underscore QA. Yes. And um, that's about my extent of social media. Yes. Well, that, that's okay. That's that's all you that's need. Enough. <laughs> Those if, are the two you, big ones. You, there's, there's LinkedIn, but you just get people trying to join your LinkedIn network, and the, the, that'll go crazy. Yeah. Uh, MySpace is still out there floating. Remember me? No, go away. You suck. <laughs> um, I don't know what else there is. I think the kids are on... Uh, yik, yik Yak or something like that. Yak Yak. I don't know what that is. I've heard about it. It's noon. Frightens me. And damn kids get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Google Plus. <laughs> yeah. That's that was cute. That was a really cute idea. Yeah. Um, but those are the important ones. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before this gets any more s- silly. Um, yes. <laughs> we're going to send this back to Jeffrey and Susan. Bye, Jeffrey and Susan. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. One, two, three, go! October! So many things! Remember every Monday and Friday to get your quick audio fix. Episodes every Monday and Friday, as per usual. At PendantAudio.com slash shows slash quick audio. Coming out Wednesday, October 7th. Kingery, Season 8, Episode 2. So, what do you want to do today? Well, I'm awake. I didn't really think the rest of it through, to be perfectly honest with you. Next time on The Kingery. This is weird, right? All of this, the going back to real life. I don't know. Life hasn't been normal for a really long time. Yeah. If you're having a problem, I'm always ready to listen. Okay? Sometimes you're gonna find people that do care about you. People who want you to be happy. And they don't want nothing in return. Yeah. Yeah, I just... I don't know what to do with that. Richard! Fix! Darby. You work for me. I own you. You do as I say. Got it? What happens if we don't do what you say? Well, then, I'll kill you. Oh. Okay. Wait. I don't know. 
I don't think I like this arrangement. Only at PendantAudio.com. Well, uh, have fun. And just a reminder, I still don't really want to know. Uh, take care. Coming out Wednesday, October 14th, Comedy of Errors for the Pendant Shakespeare. At four. Sorry. It was a four. It's for the Pendant Shakespeare, technically, so... Act four for you. Ooh, let's see what also I did there. for you. It's for everyone. Yay! Hey. I'm now a madman without peevish sheep. What ship of epidamnum stays for me? Next time on the Pendant Shakespeare. Thou drunken slave, I sent thee for a rope and told thee to what purpose and what end. You sent me for a rope, and as soon you sent me to the bay, sir, for a bark. Where is thy master, Dromeo? Is he whale? No. He's in tartar limbo, worse than hail. Well met, well met, Master Antipolis. I see, sir, you have found the goldsmith now. Is that the chain you promised me today? Oh, Satan, avoid. I charge thee, tempt me not. Master, is this mistress... Satan? It is the devil. God, for thy mercy, they are loose again. And come with naked colts. Let's call more help to have them bound again. Bullets will fly. Away. They'll kill us. Only at PendantAudio.com. Coming out Wednesday, October 21st, Henderson and Havner, episode 13. It's nice to be back here. Our first date went, uh, not super awesome. So it's good to get another shot at it. Uh Uh-huh. You're still paying, right? I'm suspended from the force. I had to moonlight as head of security at the Aegean Council just to cover rent. I have to tell you, I totally like that consulate lady. And not just because she and I are totally, like, super-duper samesies, like Kardashians or something. She's all like, women are good, and yay, and women should have the vote and stuff. And I really respect that. It's not the same, though. They've just got me guarding her collection of bejeweled desserts from around the world. Um, totally another reason I'd like her? You sure you can't chip in for dinner? Oh, hold on. Let me look in my purse. Oh, no, there's no money because I just totally got fired. All right. I suppose I can charge it. At least that way I don't really have to pay. Coming out Wednesday, October 28th, Seminar 65. On the next seminar. Our work is incredibly important. We need the very best. In humanity's endeavors, there's always a price to be paid. I believe you are trying to help people. If I can help, I should. The price may be a life. The other subjects developed instantaneous coagulation and died almost immediately. Or it may be a point of view. Thing is, you can't just take. Sure I can. The way my old man did it worked that fine for him. But when is the price too high? And does the purpose of the endeavor justify the cost? These people chose to be here. How can you even say that? He's a prisoner. No, it's worse. He's a slave. Seminar resumes on October 28, 2015. Only at PendantAudio.com. La la la, the show is almost done. There's your October twip. There it is right there in your ears right now. That's it. You heard it. And there's so much October pendant goodness to enjoy. It's a very full month of releases. Packed! Enjoy it. Yeah, packed with grape-flavored audio for your entertainment. And you know, something we haven't mentioned in a while, but if you enjoy the shows, please stop by iTunes and leave a review for them on, and uh, let us know on, like, Twitter and uh, Facebook and stuff. You can comment on the shows, and the creators check those things, and we'll see them and respond, and that's great. People like to know you love what they're doing. If you love what we're doing, let people know. That's important. It is. All right. We'll see you back here next month. So... Until then, be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash pendant. 
The Facebook page at facebook.com slash pendantaudio, the Twitter feed at twitter.com slash pendantweb, and the Tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com. Sorry I had to stop in the middle to take a breath, but that's a lot to say. We'll see you back here next month. This is Susan Bridges. And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening! If we just keep staring at each other in silence, there won't be a whispery thing. I really want to lick this pop filter. Okay, I didn't expect you to say that. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's really dirty. That's probably true. Dust everywhere. I'm trying to knock the dust off it. I'm not gonna lick it. Pretty good. Pretty to be good. Part of an award-winning show. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs>